Hi, everybody. Welcome to It's in the Book. I'm your host, Kelly, and I am tremendously grateful that you are joining me for yet another episode. You could be doing anything else. You could be listening to anything else, but you are here with me seeking revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from the Word of God. Again, tremendous thanks. Wow, we are already on episode 12. That's blowing my mind a little bit. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, wow, I can't believe it. Um, when I, you know, set out to start It's in the Book podcast, I, I don't know, like, I, I think I, I had a vision for it. And um, the first episode felt like, you know, I don't know, like it felt like I had cleared my first hurdle. <laughs> but to now be on episode 12 feels like, where did the time go? And I know that's not many episodes compared to other podcasts, but it's a lot to me, you know. Um, so anyway, how are you all doing? It has been... Um, I've had such a busy week. If you listened to last week's episode, I uh, mentioned that as I was recording, I received an invitation to attend the Kingdom Government Summit, and uh, I went. It was incredible. It was um, whatever you're imagining, multiply that by like 50. (laughs) It was so good. It was so good. I can't even describe how good it was to me. Um, I am actually hoping to get access to the replay because there were so many different things, so many points that I didn't catch because I'm trying to write as quickly as possible. You know, it was jam packed. If you're listening and you went to Woman Evolve and you know how jam packed Woman Evolve was, I think I want to say that. for Woman Evolve, like that Friday session was maybe like, was it like 16 or 17 hours? It was crazy. Yeah. So, um, and and not just because of all the stuff we were doing, but because of how early we were showing up in the morning to get in and get a seat and to fellowship with the other women who were attending. So Kingdom Government Summit was a pretty long day. Uh, It started at eight. I want to say on Friday, we maybe didn't get out until... I don't know, it might have been like 11, something like that. It was a long day. I mean, 8 a.m. to like 11 p.m. It's a pretty long day. Uh, But anyway, it was uh, those three days were uh, incredible. And I am still full. But it may be uh, the reason I'm so full has more to do with what happened Saturday night after the conference. I'm talking about my annual meeting of the minds I call Socks and Bonnets. This year was incredible. Socks and Bonnets is only a few years old. And um, what started with just three of us ended up being many, many of us (laughs) this past Saturday. Uh, It was incredible, and um, that is actually the title for today's episode. It's Socks and Bonnets. I'm going to read from the Word, coming from the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, 
and then we will dive right into what happened at Socks and Bonnets. James chapter 5, verse 16 reads, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, I'm sorry, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That is the New King James Version. But I would like to read to you today from the message translation. And y'all know I love my New King James. I prefer the King James. Um, but I, I, you know, uh, pref- I, I love the New King James in terms of my studying. But the message translation of this scripture is, um, it's, it's breathtaking. It says, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, I submit myself to you, a willing vessel to be used by you. Lord, touch every part of me, God, so that only what comes from you is what comes out of my mouth. God, touch the ears of these listeners, God, that they may receive revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from your word and through the word of my testimony. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So every December, I have an event for women uh, called Socks and Bonnets. It's only been going on for, you know, the past few years. I want to say this was Socks and Bonnets fourth year. And it's a pajama party where we obviously wear socks and bonnets. <laughs> um, and it's a time for us to unwind and write our visions for the following year and build or strengthen our sisterships. Because it's such an intimate event, I host it at my home, which allows everyone to feel safe. You know, my home is a safe space because every morning I welcome the Holy Spirit into my home and I consecrate it to the Lord. So it's a very disarming atmosphere. I'm saying that because it's important for your understanding of the significance of what happened on Saturday. So every year that I have this event, it's amazing, right? We feed each other through a potluck. We share stories, testimonies. We get to know each other a little more different. I mean, I'm sorry, a little more deeply. Um, But this year was very different. So many of us gathered to really just kind of get together and you know, unwind, like I said before, um, I don't think many of us arrived at Socks and Bonnets expecting to receive anything more than a night where we could relax. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) but the Holy Spirit met us here and met us in this place. And, you know, um, I believe that all of us showed up believing God for something. Like we've all had prayers we've been praying We've all had things we've been believing God for, uh, laying things we've been laying at the altar, kind of uh, and praying with expectation, obviously, but not necessarily expecting to receive what we've been praying for at socks and bonnets. 
some of us actually had to fight through levels of hell to get to the event on Saturday. I know personally, I got up early. I went to the last day of the Kingdom Government Summit and I took the train there. I took the train home, but I had a bunch of errands to run. There was, I witnessed some insane things. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I witnessed some insane stuff on the train, at the train station anyway. And had a bunch of errands to run. Socks and bonnets ended up starting late. My Christmas tree was never decorated. Well, I have two trees, but neither of them was decorated. But um, my kids did an amazing job just kind of straightening up and preparing my house to receive guests, to receive visitors. We, you know, they, they just, they did an amazing job. But all the different decorations and things I wanted to have did not come... <laughs> They, they did not manifest. I had so many other things I was trying to do that day. And um, the conference was very much important. I knew that God moved things to make sure I could get into that space. And so I wanted to honor what God had blessed me with and not waste it. And so, of course, I was not going to miss the conference for the sake of socks and bonnets, even though socks and bonnets is an amazing thing and it is a priority. I did not want to miss uh, whatever God had for me in the house. So, of course, you know, I did the conference and then had, again, all these errands to run. I went to the commissary and I went to Michael's and I went to all these different things, all these different places, all these different stops I had to make on my way home. By the time I got home, it was 6.30 and Socks and Bonnets was supposed to start at 6.30. So praise the Lord, I was able to text everybody and say, hey, you know, I'm running late. We're going to start at about seven. And they were like, well, girl, we ain't going to be there till seven either. So <laughs> it was, um, it was, um, you know, the Lord just worked everything out. But what happened on Saturday night was, um, you know, lots of new relationships made, but there was a move of God that happened. And some of us arrived with a sense of loneliness that was fulfilled. Some of us arrived with chains that were broken, um, you know, chains that were broken here at Socks and Bonnet. Some of us arrived needing relationships and we uh, made those relationships here. Some of us arrived needing a space to be vulnerable, uh, needing a listening ear, needing someone who said, I know, sis, me too. And they found that here. And this year was very much unique in that um, there was a, you know, I had been praying for something and not necessarily to get it again, not necessarily that socks and bonnets would be the answer to a prayer for me, but I'd been praying that God would do um, two very specific things for me. One of them was to increase my mentor gift. And because there are uh, two young ladies that I mentor um, well, that I was mentoring. There are two young ladies I was mentoring. 
And I just wanted the Lord to increase me in that area so that I could be more present for them uh, because I am doing so many things that sometimes it's hard to do like a weekly check-in like I would like to, or to just be available whenever they call or text or something. It, it gets rough. And so I asked the Lord to increase me in that area. But I also asked him to increase me in my godmother gift because I do have two goddaughters and I want to be present for them. I want to be available to them. And and they're young, you know, they're uh, uh, middle school age, 12 and 13. And I want to be available to them. I want to be present for them. I want to be the, the, the godmother that they need. We have this, and, and if I could just kind of uh, take a short detour, we have this misunderstanding of what godparents are. Um, in certain communities, especially, we have this belief that godparents are people who spend money and babysit. I've even heard people say the godparents are the people who take your children when you die. Godparents have a very specific purpose. They are godparents. Their role really is to redirect our children to the Lord. Whenever a child is, um, whenever a child is, how do I say this? Going in the wrong direction, or um, even if the child isn't going in the wrong direction, even if the child just needs somebody outside of their parents to look up to, to to guide them in the faith and commit to helping them understand, um, commit to help them understand what living, loving, and leading like Jesus looks like. That is the role of a godparent. It's not presence. It's not spending money. It's not babysitting. It's not It's not a, 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 a at-will babysitter, okay? Your role as a godparent, my role as a godmother is to nurture the faith in my god children. And so I, again, have two goddaughters, um, 12 and 13, and I've just been praying that the Lord would increase that gift in me so that I could be better for them. Um, so at Socks and Bonnets, um, there were some young ladies who, again, my two of my, my two mentees were here, and there was another young lady who days before, like, this on a Wednesday, I prayed this prayer, Lord, increase my mentoring gift. And then a young lady said, Hey, would you be my mentor? And I was like, Wow. And I said, Well, let's pray about it. Let's make sure I'm the right fit for you. But this is, you know, it was definitely something I'd already been praying about. And I said, Let's pray about it. And then on uh, you know, Saturday, we'll we'll have a decision. You know, we'll believe that God is gonna reveal, uh, give us some revelation by Saturday. And when Saturday came, I had, you know, of course, I adopted her. I said, absolutely, you know, definitely, I believe that the Lord is calling me to mentor you because you, although you are looking for a mentor and I'm answering your prayer, you are actually an answer to mine. The Lord is increasing my mentor gift. And then another young lady said, well, actually, I need a mentor. 
So praise the Lord. Okay, we could do that. <laughs> and then another young lady said, you know, she didn't have a mentor. And she said, yep, yeah, I've been thinking that maybe I need one. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I'll be happy to be your mentor. And so what's, what's incredible about that is like one of my veteran mentees, right? She, she creates this group chat for everybody. She's like, let's all stay connected. And that's what Socks and Bonnets is about, right? If you show up not knowing another woman, you can develop a sistership with them. You can, you can be strengthened in, um, you can be, you can find a new relationship for you. Some of us are in seasons of our lives where we are unfortunately, but fortunately shedding old relationships and, and oftentimes that's because of, you know, many reasons. Maybe you're not headed in the same direction. Maybe you don't have the same interest. Maybe you've disagreed. doesn't matter what the reasoning is. Many of us are in seasons where we are shedding uh, relationships. And so I'll say shedding relationships that don't necessarily work. And so to be at Socks and Bonnets, to be in a place where you can acquire a sistership. And when I say sistership, I mean a relationship with a new sister. <laughs> you guys probably guessed that, but in case you didn't, that's what it is. Um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I, I think I've said this on this podcast before, but um, my pastor says, all relationships are catalytic, either pushing us forward toward our God-given purpose or holding us back. And so Socks and Bonnets is a place where you develop a sistership that is catalytic in that it pushes you forward toward your God-given purpose. It is a Socks and Bonnets is about faith. It's about food, definitely. We like to eat. <laughs> and one of the ways we show our love is by bringing food to share. Um, but it's about friendships. It's about community. It's about divine connections. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as, a, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. And so it is our job to sharpen one another. And Socks and Bonnets is a place where that happens. So um, going back to you know, my prayer to be a godmother. One of my, I actually called one of my mentees, my newly acquired mentees said, Hey, I wanted to sit down, get to know you a little more. And I said, well, Hey, um, I'm just a little busy right now, but as soon as I'm done this one project, I'll call you back. I'll call you. So I gave her a call and we talked and she asked me, you know, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I opened up with why I mentor and what mentoring looks like for me. And as I was speaking, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and say, mentoring is your godmother gift. And so that blew my mind, but you know, I just kind of said it to her and she giggled a little bit. And then she explained that there was a young lady who attended socks and bonnets and um <laughs> She prophesied over my mentee that I was her godmother, that I was my newly my new newly acquired mentee's godmother. And 
first of all, I didn't know that one of my veteran mentees was bringing a profit into the house. You know, that blew my mind a little bit because as they, we, I didn't realize that the prophet was in the room until she started kind of, as she was saying her farewells to everybody, she just starts dropping prophetic words on people. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it blew my mind. It tickles me now. Like I actually feel it in my belly, like this little like quiver, just thinking about how this young lady just went through the room and she just let the Lord use her. And she just dropped a little on her way out the door by the way. And she'd been here for a couple of hours, just sitting, talking to her friend, you know, um, talking to, you know, my mentee, writing, they're writing their visions and they're just doing this little project together. And by the way, our vision, we don't do vision boards. I, I don't have anything against vision boards, but I try to be a little more creative and we make vision ornaments. We write our visions according to Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. We write our visions on these, uh, we write it on a little card and we put it inside of a clear ornament and we fill the ornament with snow and we decorate it with little metallic markers. It, we make it super cute, but it's a little, t- it's an opportunity to sit down and craft with your friends, you know, um, and, you know, while you're having conversations and I was listening to the conversations that were happening as the women were doing their ornaments. And it's interesting how deep and how intimate our conversations are when we're just, when we're preoccupied with something else that we're doing. And so because the ladies were preoccupied with writing their visions, they were just sharing their testimonies with each other and having these intimate conversations. And I was listening and I thought, wow. Like they, I don't even know that they realize what they're doing right now, but they were just, they were letting the Holy Spirit use them. And just kind of fast forward a little bit after everybody left, I was being flooded with text message from all of the attendees who said like the fellowship in the room just blew them away. And they're still, even today it's Tuesday and they're still feeling the, the the abundance of love that was in this room, uh, that was in this this home, and so I said all that to say, um, yeah. That so the prophetic word that was given to uh, my newly acquired mentee was that she uh, that I am her godmother, and so that blessed both of us honestly because. I'd been asking the Lord to increase my godmother gift, and I believe he's still going to do that in uh, my capacity as a godmother to my younger goddaughters. But I began to understand that what he was calling me to do really was to operate and uh, was to operate in my Deborah anointing and to say, or maybe some of you say Deborah, I say Deborah. I believe that it's Deborah. But what he was doing really was calling me to operate in my Deborah anointing and be a godmother to the young ladies that I mentor. That is my role as their mentor, to be their godmother. So this morning, so we've got this little group chat, and this morning I renamed it Deborah's Daughters. Because let me tell you something, I, I told them this morning prophetically, and um, I'm going to share the prophetic word 
with you all. My prophetic utterance over my goddaughters is very simple, that the sound of their footsteps will make the enemy flee, that their faith will arrest him, and that their words will shut up his mouth. Deborah was a warrior. She was a leader. She was a mother. She was a wife. She was a worshiper. She was bold. And there are many ways in which I, uh, in which there are many ways in which uh, my, even my personality is aligned with Deborah's, but more specifically, I'm going to be operating in my anointing by raising up goddaughters who are not afraid of the enemy and who, in fact, take an offensive approach to him because we're not going to let him attack us first. We're going to be attacking him. I said all that to say this. Uh I believe that what we have with socks and bonnets is something that is extremely impactful, and I believe it's going to grow, and it has grown exponentially um, since 2019. And so what do you all think about a national socks and bonnets? Hear me out. Hear me out. In December, not as a Christmas party, but I mean, we can throw Christmas into it. I mean, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. But how would you feel about getting a hotel or a cabin or an Airbnb, something, you know, and you come to Socks and Bonnets as well, right? If you've never been, wherever you are listening from in the country, or in the world, you come and attend Socks and Bonnets and you wear your favorite jammies, appropriate, okay, because we don't need to see your behind or your breasts, just so, you know, I love you, but we don't need to see all that, okay? Um, And they don't have to be perfect pajamas, because let me tell y'all something, you know what I wear to bed? I wear two big t-shirts and somebody else's basketball shorts. I don't even know where I got these basketball shorts from. I don't know if they're my brother's. But my 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 husband's, I don't know. Who knows? They might even be my sons. I just be wearing them. So you don't even have to be super cute. You can wear your bonnet. You can wear your fuzzy socks and just come into a place where the Holy Spirit has already come into the room ahead of you and he's already prepared a place for you to be vulnerable and for you to develop new sisterships with women of God who are not afraid of an enemy that they know they've already got the victory over. What do y'all think about that? Hmm. That's kind of how I'm feeling. I don't know. You tell me what you want to do. Anywho, um, one of the blessings of the socks and bonnets is, um, again, the scripture that I already shared with you guys, James chapter five, verse 16. During at socks and bonnets, we confess our sins, our faults to each other. We confess our vulnerabilities to one another. We confess those areas where we're struggling to one another. And we do that so that we can heal and so that we can be made whole and so that we can live in wholeness together. 
But this part of the scripture just really blows my mind. And again, I'm in the message translation. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. If you are not hearing from the Lord, if you're not receiving answers to your prayers, especially in this season, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the end times. Our timeline has accelerated. God is answering prayers like that. Things that you have prayed for, things that you say out of your mouth can be manifested in front of your face in within moments. Do you understand? So if you are praying and you believe that God is not hearing you because he's just not answering. And when I say not answering, I don't mean not delivering what you've asked for. I mean, he's silent as in nothing. It's There's no rain whatsoever. You might even be praying something simple like, uh, you know, Lord, let me have a parking spot in the front, you know, or something like that. I mean, Or you might be praying about something and you've received no revelation, no confirmation, no affirmation. So these are, these are, these are all, you know, when I say revelation, confirmation, affirmation from the word of God, all I use those three terms because those are all evidence that God heard you. When you receive revelation, he heard you. When you receive confirmation, he heard you. When you receive affirmation, he heard you. Even if you do not receive manifestation, revelation, confirmation, and affirmation are all indicators that the Lord has heard your prayer. Those are your answers. We understand. So, If you get a revelation, a confirmation, or an affirmation with no manifestation, you've still received an answer. Does that make sense? So I want us to kind of shift the way we think about God answering prayer because he does answer even if there's no physical, tangible manifestation. He does answer prayer. Right. If you're praying for a new car and you don't get that new car, it does not. But you've got revelation, confirmation and affirmation. It does not mean he didn't hear you. It means he said no. You got revelation, confirmation, affirmation about the car. But you don't get the car. Okay, it means he said no or he said, wait. If the revelation, confirmation, affirmation all said yes, then you just have to wait. If he told you no and you're just ignoring him, because <laughs> we do that, right? Like he'll say no, and then we'll be like, I rebuke it. Get thee behind me, Satan, like it was the devil. No, the Lord says no too. <laughs> he says no as well. Um, yes, the promises of God are are yea and amen, but those, you know, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And here's the thing that we for, that we don't read. That's the scripture continues on to say, and when you ask, you ask amiss so that you can consume it upon your lust, right? So what that means is it's also that you don't have because your intentions when you ask are wrong, okay? So so going back to the scripture... The prayer of a person living right with God is something power to be reckoned with. It, uh, I'm sorry, something powerful to be reckoned with. 
living right with God. If you're not receiving an answer, if you're not receiving revelation, you've got no confirmation, you've got no affirmation, and you've got no manifestation, you need to examine whether or not you're actually living right with God. And there are times when we're not. All of us, all of us end up in that place at some point. All of us end up in a place in our faith, or we find ourselves in a place where our faith, in our faith where we're not living right. Living right don't always look like fornicating and cussing and getting drunk and getting high and stealing and and killing and you know that's not what living wrong or not living right looks like all the time. Sometimes not living right looks like you're not spending enough time with God. You, we, 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 we need to start our day with the Lord. And sometimes not living right looks like not starting your day with the Lord. Sometimes not living right looks like, I don't know, not helping the poor, not giving to the poor. Sometimes not living right looks like, you know, you're praying, but you're nasty to the people on your job not kind. Sometimes not living right looks like it looks like not being a good steward of what the Lord has given us, right? We have God has put inside of all of us good gifts, gifts that are to be used for the kingdom, and sometimes not living right looks like using the gifts that he gave us to do something that does not glorify him. So when scripture says the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with, what James is saying is that when you live right with God, the very things that come out of your mouth, the very meditations of your heart will make you a weapon of mass destruction. If you don't know what a weapon of mass destruction is, I encourage you to listen to episode two. This is episode 12, so I'm not going to go back over that. But if you know, you know. Living right with God makes you a weapon of mass destruction when you pray. There is no demon you cannot defeat. Well, you know, and the Bible, you know, Jesus says sometimes at, some, at one point, the uh, disciples were trying to cast out some demons and, and, and it wasn't working. And Jesus said, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. So yes, there are times when you have to couple pr- prayer with fasting in order, to, um, in order to engage in effective warfare, you know, against certain spirits and against certain strongholds. But listen, let me tell you something. When you're living right with God, your prayer is a mighty weapon. You will make demons flee. They already tremble at the sight of you. They already tremble at the mention of you. They already tremble when that's why that's why they're that's why they that's why they pick with you in little areas. Like uh, like they distract you. You stay on social media. 
It's not a whole lot they can do to you because they're terrified of you. When you walk up right before God and you pray, those enemies submit. They do. They do. It's just the truth. Anyway, I'm going to get let y'all go. Uh, I got to go. I know you got to go. I'm just so grateful that y'all are listening. I'm going to pray us out and um, let you get on with your day. Okay? Spirit of the living God, I thank you so, so much for this platform. I thank you for this time that I had to speak to my listeners today. I thank you so much for Socks and Bonnets, God. It blesses me every year, and this year it blessed me all the more. So I thank you so much for uh, my goddaughters, God, and I thank you so much for the incredible women of God who have mentored me. And I thank you so much for my friends who loved me and loved the Lord enough to be here in the house, um, partaking of a feast of sistership. Lord, I ask that you bless every listener. I ask that you protect them, be a hedge of protection around them, be a hedge of protection around everybody in their home. God, in these end times, I ask that you would lean on their hearts, God, to be closer to you so that they can see you face to face when you crack the sky. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Thank you so, so much for listening to yet another episode of It's in the Book. I am always very much overwhelmed by how committed you are to supporting this podcast and to listening. Um, It just blesses me. It just blesses me tremendously. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'll see y'all next week. Love you. Bye.